I thought Gemini's were supposed to be smart. <laughs> I'm a Gemini moon, bitch. like the other girls podcast three absolutely unique groundbreakingly chill beer drinking girls tackling topics you probably don't care about with a hefty side of lukewarm social critique my name is julia and i'm not like the other girls because i'm saving myself for you i'm ash and i'm not like the other girls because of the implication and i'm lucy and i don't want bodily autonomy thank you very much who does really Honestly, I just think it's a little bit overrated and I don't even think we need feminism anymore because mm. it's 2019. I mean, what else could we want? Yeah, we've, we've got them all. Uh, you have basic rights. I love how that's usually the argument. They're like, you have basic rights. You get food, you get water, you get <laughs> shelter. You behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so we're back. How's everybody feeling? Good. Am I, am I ever going to just actively say good when someone asks how I am? No. No, but I want, I want to know what's really going on. No, you don't. Nobody wants to know what's... You know, when Irish people specifically, unless someone's your close friend and you go, how are you? You mostly want them to say, good, thanks. Or, fine, thanks. Or, I'm a little bit under the weather, but I'll recover in two days, thanks. Like, you know, when you're having a conversation with an acquaintance and the, or like some a co-worker or a friend of a co-worker and they're like, oh, and they're like, oh, actually, I kind of had this going on. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Took those emotions back in. You say good, you swallow your tears and you continue your day. This is a podcast of acquaintances, apparently. Yeah, I was going to say, so no we, we're not friends. close friends of Lucy. We now are aware. Uh, next time you tell me how you are, I want a good or a great and nothing below it. A bit of fine. Fine's fine. Fine's fine. Fine's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. But you can't do it with an intonation at the end. You know, when people go, I'm fine. And you're like, oh, okay, like I'm supposed to ask. Something. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the little hook. It's like, okay, please ask me why I'm just fine and not good or great or ecstatic or anything rude don't make me engage with you more than I have to I don't want yeah, to yeah yeah you should just be grateful that I'm talking to you at all I learned so much about our relationship through this podcast <laughs> just because I'm looking we're having a conversation over an audio recording device just because I look you in the eye doesn't mean I'm talking about you I thought you were going to be like, just because I talk to you over these audio... Just because I have a podcast with you doesn't mean I'm friends with you. I don't know why that's my, where my brain initially went. That's where mine went to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're about to get red. To <laughs> but honestly, now that we're saying that. <laughs> you guys put it out there first, you know. I'm just picking up what you're laying down. Well, I mean, it's apt that we're being rejected by Lucy as friends. Because this week's topic is rejection. Are we excited? It's, it was really hard to get hyped for an episode about rejection. Yeah. It's fun. Isn't it great reliving all of those lovely moments where you're rejected by like past lovers and jobs, friends, pets, everything? I think for us, it's not going to be great. But I feel like for you guys as listeners, it might be kind of refreshing to think about three smoking hot hotties <laughs> being rejected. Because if we can be rejected... You know, anybody can be rejected. It's a normal part of life. Exactly. Don't have to feel bad. Look at us. We're on top of the world, yet people still hate us. Yep. Including ourselves. <laughs> and Lucy just hates us both as well as we've now learned. <laughs> Don't be like that. I hate everyone. <laughs> I hate you all equally. Well, that's good to know. No preferential treatment for anybody. Um. So let's get started with like a funny rejection story. Anyone have anything that they can think of? 
I have tons of them. I could segment them. Or I could roll in with my best one. It's kind of hard to know what to do here, guys. I think, oh, let's just go in hot. What's your best one? Oh, my best one. Okay. So, contextually, I used to live in Spain. <laughs> Wait, did, did you used to live in Spain? I used to live in Spain. Did you know? Wait, hang on. You used to live in Spain? Yes, I, li- I spent a year abroad in Europe and I feel like it really broadened my horizons. <laughs> um, so, I lived in Spain. There's this guy. No. Obviously, you move to Spain, you kind of think, oh, yeah, Lucy fell in love with some beautiful hunky Spanish man with brown eyes and a six pack and a tan. And he could dance like uh, Ricky Martin, but he sung like Enrique Iglesias. Of course not. There is a man who was like in his 30s who was from Mayo. <laughs> and I was 21. And he was, he was like, he had a nice face, yeah. But he was like, nothing special. But anyway, obviously, he's the, the, the main person I fancy. And he's just like really sarky and not even in like in a nice way. And he mostly just made fun of the fact that I was a feminist. Um, and of course, I was like, fancied the, like, the whole of him. Like, absolutely. And then I always kind of thought about saying something because, like, he did joke with me. And I was like, this is a flirting. He's flirting with me. But I was like, no, the age gap's too much for him. Because I think at the time he was like 32 and I was 21. So there's this big day in Spain that happens in beach towns. Um, and it's like in June. It's the 21st of June. It's like everyone goes out, you go to the beach, you get really drunk and then there's raves all over. In the city I was living, there's raves all over the city. So I we spend like all the all of our friend group, including some Spanish people, I wasn't just friends with Irish people, are like blah, 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 whatever. It ends up just being me and him and two of our other friends at a rave and they get separated. So it's just me and him at a rave. And I'm obviously it's like at this point, it's like 8 a.m. I've like. I have, I have like drank a lot and I lean into his ear in broad daylight after spending the night drinking and I whisper in his ear I don't know how this I thought this was going to go for me I whisper in his ear I'd ride the shite out of you <laughs> um, which is uh, he had to like he stepped back he looked at me he laughed for a good while and then kind of like I think gently shook his head which is the only way he was like I don't know what to say and I was like absolutely fair straight away when I said it I was like why have I said this like that is the way I phrased it I, that is verbatim and then like he was like okay and then I was like grand and he he looked really awkward I kind of felt bad for nearly putting him in that position um, and then I was quite drunk so I was like is it because of my age and he was like no like honestly the poor man just didn't fancy me <laughs> but because I was so drunk and like 21 and living in Spain I was kind of like a bit of an arsehole as well so that's my worst rejection story just because of what I said the way they rejected me wasn't necessarily bad it was bad because of how I went about it <laughs> bad because of how the rejection had to happen yeah <laughs> it, would, would anyone go turn around and kiss someone who went I'd ride the shite out of you Oh, I'm sure that's how, like, a lot of those stories have started. 100%. Guys, that hurts my feelings that you've said that. (laughs) I mean, I personally know. Not with anyone decent. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you say that to somebody and they go, yeah, you have to go, oh, hang on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You clearly have some judgmental issues. Like, you should be judging me more. (laughs) Maybe it could be, I don't know, see the funny side of it. It sounds ridiculous. So maybe I could be like, oh, well, that's funny. Probably not, but maybe. I, I, you know what? I would have ridden the shite out of him. <laughs> so you're just being true to yourself. And I mean, also, like, if you're 33, and maybe I actually, he probably could have ridden a lot of 21 year old Spanish women. But I was kind of like, if you're 23, if you're 33, you should be grateful for my 21 year old affection. Whoops, now they've said it out loud. That doesn't sound great. Yeah. Um, I'd like to reference us back to uh, <laughs> the episode in which we talked about age gaps. <laughs> Yeah, and also I've specifically called out Leonardo DiCaprio 
But every girl at 21 wants a Leo, a Mayo man. Well, because when you're 21, you don't cop potentially like why those things are problematic. Mm-hmm. I remember being 19 and being at Workman's and talking to a guy who was like 27 and then he was horrified when he found out my eventual age. Yeah. And I was like, this is fine. And then I think back and I'm like, no, thank God he was outraged. Yeah. yeah. He was just kind of like, you're so young. And I was like, it's fine. I'm mature for my age. You never are. You never are. You Okay. Yeah. You you can be mature for your age, but you can maybe be at like the emotional level of a 21 year old. You're never going to be at the emotional level of like a 25 year old. Right. That needs to be noted. What about you guys? You guys must have a nasty rejection story. Well, mine's not like nasty and it's not the worst, but it's kind of the funniest and it's kind of in the same vein as yours as it as like what I said was kind of worse than is, what actually happened. Is this the one I think is going to be? It's the one. It's your favourite one. You is love this, this I one. I think I know what this one is too. Yeah. It's, it's, like, I'm, yeah, I'm just more embarrassed that I actually said this than anything else. Um, I was going to use that word again that I don't know how to pronounce, so I'm not going to use it because I know you <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to preface this um, with, I was extremely drunk. I had gone to see Taylor Swift I'm a very big Taylor Swift fan. And so I decided to get really drunk, as one would do. I even kidnapped a Mayo man. But that's a story for another time. Why are there so many Mayo men in I this? Know. The Mayo man actually is not the one who rejected me. He wanted to get with me. But um, it's a whole other story. I kidnapped him. It's fine. You know, he's of age. I don't know. I'm just making myself seem worse now. Anyway, I was I was that drunk that I would like bring home strangers to come hang out with my friends. That then, when the Mayo man... Um, one of our housemates and a friend went to Workman's. I decided in my drunken state that I really needed to know how this person felt about me. (laughs) (laughs) The way that I went about it is (laughs) going up to him and grabbing him to like, taking him aside and being like, hey, his name, I need to tell you something really important. Like it's really, really important. And I was, apparently I was like, he thought that there was something wrong. He got scared. He was like, oh God, Ashley, what's wrong? <laughs> Are you okay? What's up? I was like, no, I really need to ask you something important. I really, really, really need to. And he was like, okay, what is it? Do you, do you fancy me? And he just, he just looked at me and I think he was just a bit shocked because he was like, he thought that I was going to say something horrible had happened or whatever. And then he just started to laugh <laughs> and he kind of just brushed it aside. And we never really spoke again about it that night. But since then, it's turned into a running joke. So whenever he sees me and we're together, he's like, hey, Ashling, I really need to ask you something important. <laughs> and I'm like, don't you fucking dare. He's like, do you, do you fancy me? So that's mine. Great. I love that one. But I have a question about the story. Don't you dare. <laughs> do you fancy me? Fuck <laughs> you. Oh, oh, my favorite. It's just, it never gets old. It's a <laughs> it gold does, story. It's always good. Oh. I think my favourite rejection story that I have was a mutual rejection and an unspoken one, which was great. It was that so when I was living in Paris, I was seeing a guy. Um, and so I was living quite far out from Paris. Uh, I was living in Marne Valley, where Disney is, because that's where I was working. And he was living in Paris. We met up a couple of times and then he'd come over, so I think two or three times. And then he went on holidays, came back and came to stay in mine, stayed the night. It was fine. <laughs> It was grand. Did you? Yeah. And it was okay? Yeah. Uh. It had been better. And then suddenly he came back and something had changed? Yeah. Wow. Don't know what it was. And then the next day, he like got up, like we were normal chatting, all that fun stuff. I said goodbye to him. 
at the door and then we both ghosted each other. Oh, that's called Caspering. Cas- no, Caspering sounds like it's friendly. Yeah. No, well, because Caspering well, is, is it's Casper the friendly ghost. Uh-huh. So it's when both of you mutually ghost each other. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that quite nice? It, it was it amazing. A, it was the best thing ever because I was like, I don't have to deal with this. This person, we're obviously on the same page. Yeah. Um, I thought it was hilarious because it wasn't just someone that we like hooked up, like we've been seeing each other like maybe two or three months. So I was like, this is just fantastic. My other French rejection story, which is not so pleasant, is um another guy that I was seeing for the same, same amount of time, a little bit longer, and. We got along really well. Like the minute that we kind of like started hooking up, it was like great. And he sent me like a bunch of messages at one point being like, oh, you know, I think you're going to be like, you're a really good person for me. It was all like very like lovey, but not weird lovey. And I was like, oh, this is cute. And I'm, I'm really happy. And then nothing for about two weeks, like just fell off the face mm-hmm. of the earth. Nothing. And I got very annoyed because I was like, well, we're not like, we haven't just gone on one or two dates. Like yeah. we've been seeing each other yeah. a while now. So I sent him a message on Facebook being like, hey, just to let you know, like, if you don't want to see me anymore or anything like that, like, that's fine. But I would just appreciate being told. Um, like, we're adults, we can have that kind of conversation. And then the, the response I got started off with, the polite thing would be to say hello, was the first wow. thing. Wow. What? The second thing was, you wouldn't be talking to me like this if you truly knew what was going on. But I'm actually bipolar. And I was Wait, like, well... What? Of course, I wouldn't have reacted in this way. But you hadn't had told I me. known yeah. you were bipolar, <laughs> but you didn't tell me. So I couldn't understand that. Um, I was like, that's, I'm like, I'm really sorry that you're going through a bad time. And I understand. I was like, also, personally, like mental health for me is not a, a roadblock. I'm like, people can live happy lives mm-hmm. when dealing with mental health. Um, it can be tough, sure. But like, that's fine. Um. And then he was like, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then I just never heard from him again. That sounds like, I'm not saying that you dodged a bullet because he's bipolar, because a lot of like, no, you know that. Yeah. Just to clarify. Just because yeah. he's clearly an ass. Yes. Yeah. I'm a big mental health ally. I would never not date someone because their mental health. Apparently, I actively seek out problems with mental health. Um, And so do people who date me to clarify, so... <laughs> I think though, like yeah. what you're saying, that like that was your worst one. I think it, it depends on like how close you are to the person when you get rejected. Yes. Like when I got that rejected with my stupid dude fans me, like <laughs> that didn't like it didn't really bother me because nothing had ever happened. Like and I wasn't really yeah. invested. And it's the same with there was when I was in college. I was like I slept with this guy twice, and then I kind of thought maybe we'd sleep together another time. And I was like, hey, how are you? And he's like, oh, just moved to Austria. And I was like, oh, cool, okay. Didn't tell me that he just moved. Oh my <laughs> like, god! But that was fine because I wasn't invested. But then there's ones that you actually are, and you go on dates with people, and then they turn around and just say, "Oh, well, you're not part of their plan." Um, but whatever. <laughs> that was a particularly nasty one for you. <laughs> it was. That person had kind had led you on. I'm not going to even say kind of. That person had led you on. And also, that person was insane. <laughs> <laughs> that person, that person seemed very nice and did a great job of wooing me over. That person, mm. if like, and then I don't let know, you down. I don't know if this person is ever going to listen to this podcast. I really hope not now. But oh, um, who cares? He should know. I know, but like, like thanks for telling me that you, whatever. But it was just the way that it went around was really bad. Particularly, you know, being naked in their bed when they turn around and go, "What is that? 
I really had such a good time with you like during the whole weekend when I introduced you to my friends and told you how much I liked you. But you're just not part of this plan that I've just suddenly told you about that you had no idea was going on. And you're slowing, like, I'm slowing down, you're sweetening up. I'm oh. just, that's my favourite. But, 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 notably, men always reject you after you've had sex and you're lying there naked and you're in that like post-coital thing where you're like I am actually feeling okay and this is nice and I have the warmth of another human being beside me and there is an arm on my shoulder and you're like this is perhaps what people talk about when they speak of feeling content with their life and they turn to you and they say something like you're speeding up and I'm slowing down you're not part of my plan or as happened to me (laughs) I was lying there with someone that I had slept with a few times but it was it was super super casual even though I had told them that I had feelings for them before um, and they were like, okay, that's not cool or whatever. And I was like, do you know what? That's fine. I'm just going to, I kind of just want to do whatever sex we want to do or whatever. Fine. I'll push those feelings away. And then we were, we had, I don't want to say that we've had, like, I don't know who I, what I'm doing pretending that I haven't had sex. I had sex with him. So we're <laughs> Catholic guilt. Isn't it a nasty one? I thought you were a virgin. I am a virgin. But you only like anal. <laughs> yeah. I'm a backdoor virgin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're lying there post-sex and he turns to me unprompted. And Always goes, unprompted. I was yeah, fully it unprompted. But we, because we were talking about something completely different. We were chatting about something really like, oh, the weather's nice, blah, blah, blah. Something really stupid. And he goes, I just kind of feel grey about you. Oh, Jesus Christ. It hits every time. Every time I think about it, I'm like, ouch. And then I had to go like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, sometimes they feel, I'm not going to do any accents because that might give the the show away. Sometimes I feel, most of the time I feel black or white, but I just feel grey about you. (laughs) See, the thing is as well, knowing that person, I think that when they said that, they thought that was a nice thing that they were saying. No, they honestly did. That's the funniest part. Like they hundred <laughs> percent thought that that was a really nice like, thing to say. And don't worry, not. you kind of confuse me with the fact <laughs> that I have semi feelings for you. Oh God, I hate that. No, but it always is. It's always unprompted. It's always when you start to feel comfortable and safe around them. And obviously, like it's not as bad as a breakup because you're not properly going out. And I think that's completely different to being like rejected and, and broken up with. But you're kind of in that midway where like potentially it could and then just out of the blue it's just full-on rejection like they're like no you're just not oh no for me it feels like they're just being like you know what you're great but you're just not good enough for me but we know from being on the other side that that's just not true is it I know that's what I think you need to talk about we we had planned to speak about more than just romantic rejection and we will get round to that of course like you obviously have rejection in your personal life in terms of friends and family and you have professional rejection rejection but the one that people always struggle with is romantic rejection. Mm-hmm. The other ones are much more easy to manage. But rejecting someone can be as difficult or if not more difficult than being rejected. I have never rejected anyone because I love everyone. You've that never is, rejected that's anyone. A lie. That's a fucking bare face lie. Look at me. Of course I've rejected people. <laughs> that's also a lie. Oh God, I really love that conceited, I swear. This is why we don't have photos on our Instagram. <laughs> As someone who lives with Ash, I'd like to say she's really not that conceited out loud. <laughs> I'm no, I have rejected people, and I don't. Yeah, I don't like doing it because I don't like being awkward around people. That's the stupid pussy thing, isn't it? Though it's just, uh, I don't know. I just can't. Like I have rejected people, and I've, I have no problem. But I think it's just working up the courage to do it. Sometimes I just feel really awkward, and I don't want them 
to take it in the wrong way and I don't want to hurt their feelings and I think about them a little bit more than I should because I'm going to reject them. Basically motherfucking Teresa over here. <laughs> but you basically are. But as Saint Lucy, I agree. I always think so much about their feelings. I'm like, ooh, how am I going to do this? I'm like, do you know what? Eventually I might like them. I'm kind of like, yeah. if I keep going for long enough, I will develop feelings. That's how it works. Oh, what? <laughs> I've been in that situation before sometimes as well. I see, I'm just the stark opposite where there's a real chance that eventually I probably would like them, but I have created a scenario in my head where I'm like, no, sorry, like I need to end this right now. I freak out, I think is what we're, <laughs> we're going to be honest about it. I'm just like, ha, no, it's too close. Like, I'm not good at vulnerability. I'm better now and I'm always getting better. But like in the past, I've been really bad at it. And so I'm just like, no, like, and like, even if they're like, well, we can just take it slow. We go on a date. I'm like, nope, sorry. No, 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 no. And just end it. So I, the, the idea of pushing through something that I wasn't feeling, I just don't know how people do it. I kind of flip-flop between all three. So I flip-flop what you're saying. With Sometimes they'll be like, do you know what? Maybe I could have feelings for you. But I'm also like, no, don't want to. I'm like, not going to, not in a place to allow that to happen right now. Where one of us gets hurt over this or... Even just having feelings for someone sometimes kind of takes a little bit of time. So I didn't want that. Um, I also do the thing where I kind of put off rejecting people. But I also am quite good at rejecting people. And I think I do it in a way that makes people feel good. And I think that's because one of the first times I was rejected that actually genuinely hurt me. It's probably the first time that I kind of shoot, shooted my shot as an adult. Shot my shot. shot. Shooted my shot. Me English good. Me do good English with this guy and he he was in my philosophy lectures and he was such a sweetie. Like I honestly can't even, I couldn't even be bitter about it because he's such a sweetie and I had a genuine reason for fancying him. We were very different people as well though. He he played soccer. That's it. Yeah, that says enough. (laughs) So he played soccer and one of our other friends played soccer and they were like, so we're like this two girl, one guy friend group and... I kind of did have a feeling about what was going to happen, but I was like, do you know what? Whatever, I'm going to shoot my shot. So it's like the summer ball, which in Maneuf is like this big summer thing, this big summer blowout. And um, I'm like, cool, I'm going to say it to him. So I, t- I take, I have like a good few drinks. And I'm like, hey, I fancy you. And he's like, he's like, you are so nice and so gorgeous and so smart and so funny. And honestly, I wish I could tell you that I fancy you, but I fancy Dara. Oops, said a name. Okay, the girl, the other girl in this situation is called Dara. And like, you know, when you're like being drunk definitely amplifies this. So I was like drunk and like I felt like my heart had sunk into my actual bum hole. Like it was like between my arse cheeks. And I was like, oh, I was like, I understand. And he was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, but like it was so nice to have someone list a bunch of great things about me. And for him to understand that he was making a mistake by not fancying me. (laughs) So yeah, that was really nice. And then... Yeah, and then he shot a shot with the other girl and she rejected him and then we slept together sadly that night. (laughs) (laughs) I miss Tinchy Strider because of it. (laughs) That's the most Lucy story I've ever heard. This this kind of shit happens to me all the time. (laughs) Whatever, we both got rejected. True. I guess like you know, like seeking solace in the arms of someone who knows exactly what you're going through. Yeah. Because they did it to you. <laughs> Julia, some people in this world are born to be loved. Oh, though there are others of us who are born to be slept with once instead of seeing Tinchy Strider. <laughs> oh my god, I just didn't see the story ending that way. That's exactly all. how it ends. Oh my lord. A really nice guy, big fan. 
uh, really big fan of him. That's actually, yeah, also interesting. Like people who have rejected you and are you able to... I was able to not be bitter about that. Mm. It was kind of awkward to see him a little bit because I did kind of, you know, when you still, you're like, okay, I'm going to get over yeah. this. But like, because I kind of let myself fancy him for like half a year or something. And that's too long. Um, But it did teach me the way to reject people is to say all the great points and the reason that you'd love to fancy them, but that you're just not feeling it. Like I went on a date after my breakup last year with this really cool girl she was really really nice really friendly um we had a great time she was cool we were into the same things but they just couldn't click and honestly maybe there could have been a click at a different time but I was just in a place where I wasn't really I wasn't ready for anything mm-hmm. I think I was forcing myself into being on dates too soon so then I was like when I got home I messaged her on Instagram because I never want to reject someone on the date that's too hard I'm not like yes unless they force you into that decision. yes but you don't bring it up. I know. I know. But if someone seems... I don't understand that. Where I will... I come across very standoffish if I am standoffish. And people some, for some reason don't understand I don't like them. And I was like, look at my face right now, please. Just look at me. I'm clearly not in joy. Um, but yeah, I just messaged her and I was like, you're really nice. You're really cool. Think you're very nice. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I just... Right now, I just don't think we had a, a spark. And she was like, oh, really? Are you sure you wouldn't come on another date? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a strange thing to say. Yeah, because my philosophy is, for the vast majority, is that anyone sort of has the right to ask you out. Yeah. But then you have the right to say no. And then both of those things have to be respected and then just put to rest. So people who, like, push yeah. afterwards really frustrate me because I'm like, do you know how, like, I did not want to have to say this in the first place? Like, don't make me hammer it down the throat like, just, let, just accept it they're listing time off everything when like okay well I'm gonna go there then you're a fucking creep but sometimes it's really confusing like there's been situations where I've been in where I'm like okay you said this one thing and then you're acting this way and then true because then then I'm like then I don't want to push but then do you ever get into that weird realm where you're like why are we talking this much oh like after you've been rejected both you you know the situations that I've been in and how it can be all three at the same time. Yes. So, I'm not sure if I... No, I don't think other people get this. I think most people are just respected by people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... Uh, see, I'm also not always the best at realising that there is something more... And I'm, I'm just... Yeah, because loads of people... I remember back in the day, now, I see you interact with people now and people definitely fancy you now, but I remember back in the day, loads of people fancied you and just nothing ever happened. What? <laughs> what yeah. are you talking about? I think, like, most of the men we knew were, like, into you in some way. And they definitely, like, when we were teenagers, they definitely used to... <laughs> take the old dog for a walk. Want to kiss your boobies. Have a shower and go... <laughs> and, yeah. I, I want to kiss of... your boobies. I feel, because I feel like there's a difference between... Like just being like that person's good looking and actually fancy actually fancying. I don't think that that would be accurate. To say I think people of. did fancy you because you were kind of like you were a cool girl back then, and and then the I'm boys not cool were girl anymore. You're a fucking loser. You're not now. like the other girls now. But you back in the day, you would have been a kind of like not like the other girl to the boys, and the boys love that. The so boys were like, feminist. I love Emma Stone <laughs> because she has the deep voice and she's like cool, and Jennifer Lawrence is hot because she eats pizza. <laughs> that was what the boys were like at the time. I was just sitting in one of our friends' kitchens eating easy cheese singles. Yeah. <laughs> You're eating cheese with your fingers and they're like, wow, that's the Jennifer She's Lawrence of our hometown. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I know. I don't read other people being interested in me at all. Like, I have no concept of it. 
That's interesting because you you know that I'm the absolute opposite. That yeah. as soon as someone wants to bang me, I'm like, I know you want to bang me, and then I I can I can go to them and be like, hey, you want to bang me, and they always do. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> jealous of that. I just have that sounds no... like a superpower. It honestly is. I can tell it as soon as someone wants to. I can sniff it out because like there's a party we had a few months ago, and there's this guy who is friends with a, of a friend, and he was chatting away to me, and I was like, he wants to bang me. So I said it to my friend, and she's like, yeah, he just said that to me. I was like, I knew it. I can just tell. I no, you have to like write it out for me. Yes, and then a written confirmation that you fancy me. And then even then, I will not believe you, because it stems from when I was younger, and I just fully, for some reason, I worked up this. Well, okay, for I had this in my head already, where I was just convinced that if anybody were to express interest in me or ask me out or anything like that, it was because they were like dared to. There was a bet, or there was they were trying to set me up to fail, and then. Uh, about two years after I sort of created this narrative in my head and like made it part of who I was someone did do that someone Aww, like decided Jesus. well someone uh, who was like a mutual friend of our larger group of friends in school decided to bet all of those guys that he would be able to sleep with me I found out about the bet and I was like no I weirdly wasn't affected by it Ew. which I, you think considering this was like my biggest fear I would have been but I think I wasn't affected by it because I had no interest in him yeah. anyway but if it had been someone where I was like oh like maybe like this is something that could happen and then I would have found out that it was for that I would have freaked out so I have <laughs> and like I have no other example to feel that way I just have like this in my head mm-hmm. so I'm still working on just believing people when they say things to you <laughs> someone tricked me about fancying me a whole bunch of times in secondary school too that's so mean I know and it, I just feel like it doubly sucks because I'm really nice and funny and I would do anything to make people happy and I have really long hair and I saw you on the bus today man with the brown scarf call me on x y x z I was doing a misconnection I thought you were going to do the talk to the man that you saw the other day what was the what are you talking about <laughs> you thought Prezi was yeah, on your bus, bus. oh yeah. guys that was actually that's news from this week so <laughs> this guy gets on my bus he's tall he's in gym gear and he looks exactly like Brezzy, except he has his massive beard. But I'm squinting at him the whole bus, so I excitedly messaged our podcast group chat and I go, ladies, Brezzy's on my bus. <laughs> <laughs> exclamation mark, exclamation mark. So I stare at the back of this guy's head from like, um, let's say like Parnell Square to Fibsborough, basically. And then I realise that Brezzy doesn't currently have a beard because I follow on him on Instagram. <laughs> but then I kind of look at him as I'm getting off the bus and his beautiful, very Brezzy-like eyes trying to be in the sun. And I was like, wow. So then I was kind of like, maybe I could just marry a Brezzy lookalike. I think it's a good plan. I think you'd be happy with that. You don't, maybe don't need the real thing. Maybe not. Have you ever shoot your shooted... I'm going to keep calling it shooted your shot. I think you need have you ever it. shooted your shot with someone in person? What do you mean? Have, have you ever like walked up to a stranger and been unfair with them or even a friend? I remember the first time, so I just didn't like, uh, I was always accused of being like really flirty with guys because I was like just really good friends with them or whatever. And I didn't actually know like then how to like flirt. And I remember one time I was out when I was 19 and I was like, everyone was off getting with people. And I was just really bad at it because I just, I just didn't know how to act around guys that I wasn't really friends with. And then I um, I went to go sit down. I think it was in Cunt. See you next Tuesday. And there was this guy sitting there. Can we stop down. saying the C word? Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I saw this guy sitting down. And so I went over and I sat beside him and I was like, okay, he looks kind of cute. I'm going to go over and maybe talk to him or whatever. And I turned and before I could even say something, he goes, my girlfriend's just getting his jacket. And I was like, okay, cool. And I just got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never, 
so I have, I went through a phase like two years ago when we were out like drinking where I would just like be like, hey, and like I would have, and I would have loads of confidence, go up and give like my, I would always give my number. Yeah. Um, and that was fine and fun. I wouldn't, I still have never sort of like admitted to actual feelings in mm-hmm. person. Um, there was a situation this summer where Lucy was very much trying to get me to do it in person and that just, there was too much for me to handle. (laughs) Uh, did get rejected, but nicely. So it is what it is. Um, arguably you didn't really get rejected. That's what I was saying again about that confusing thing where you're like, did you reject me? Oh, I do. Yes. I kind of, I would have much preferred a firm, firm no. Yeah, I need wetter. You can't keep wetter. <laughs> that's wetter. That's, that's wetter. true. It's not wetter. That is wetter. That is drier. Because, I don't know. Thanks, Ash. Metaphors. Woo. Thank you for that, Ash. I'll go back. Um, no, but like, yeah, you can't keep someone on the hook. Because I feel sometimes when you get a half rejection, it's someone going, I'll save you for later in case this thing doesn't work out. Yeah, I get that. Although, surprisingly, because I thought that that... It wasn't so much... Basically, the person was like, sort of said that they also had the same feelings, but was now seeing somebody else. And but so, see, that's not a rejection. I mean, it is kind of, because they no, are saying at, no at the to end, you. it was also like, all I can be right now is your friend. But do you remember the beginning of my last relationship? Vividly. I played a role in it. <laughs> you played a very key role, but do you remember how it actually, actually started? Yeah. It was that that person was yeah. seeing someone else and technically rejected me, but also was like, hang on a minute while I sort something out for like a month, which is awful. And I would have hated to be the other person in that situation. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, Both of us in that situation are not the best of people because we no. both knew that there was someone else. Um, but- I know, but I didn't know that bitch. <laughs> well, I, don't, I didn't really know this one either. <laughs> She sounded really nice after when he was like telling me about her. I was like, why aren't I dating her? And honestly, looking back on the relationship, why didn't I date her? That's a question we're all asking ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we could be at your wedding right now. Um, but it, it was a really nice rejection. In, yeah. As rejections go. Uh, and so we've still been able to like, maintain that friendship. That's nice. I can't. Re- I, I find it really hard if I have genuine feelings for someone when they reject me to look them in the eye ever again. But then that's it. Like, how do you, how do you deal with that rejection? Like, do you just have to stay away with from them forever? I think it, it definitely depends on if it's a friend that you've been getting with, and then they reject you, or like you tell them your feelings, they reject you. If you're in the same friend group, it's fucking hard to not see them. But I guess if it's someone who you just have been with for a while and you've nothing like no one connecting you at all I'm like bye please mm-hmm. stop passing me on the street camping near my friends cut that bit out <laughs> I'm not cutting that bit out <laughs> well I think with this, with this particular person this was someone who I do see regularly but because of uh, conflicting schedules I didn't see properly for about a week and then I went on holidays so it's like things were awkward for sure um, and then I'm back in like my regular life now and things are much more normal. We still haven't been able to like actually like properly hang out. And I'm just like, I just missed that like aspect of like our friendship. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll happen at some point. But I'm also like, I would have thought that the way that it was sort of like still open-ended would have kept me much more hooked than it did. I'm surprised that I'm like fine about it now. 
I think sometimes when someone rejects you, it's kind of helpful as well if they reject you properly or even if they have rejected you, to be fair, where you're kind of like, okay, well, you're not worth my time because you can't see how fab I am. Because that's the way I try mm-hmm. to look at it now. Yeah. Like back in the past, I used to internalize it and be like, obviously there's something wrong with me, especially with the, especially after the breakup that I talk about all the time. I really should be over that. But like, I've tried everything. Sometimes time heals all wounds. I think like when you you look at the timeline, you, it's easy to go, oh, I should be over that. But I think we also forget just how out of the blue it was. Yeah. So like for me, like I was surprised that you were doing so well so early on I actually was I was doing really poorly if you look at the decisions I made after that they were not good I made bad decisions but I mean you could have been doing so much worse and I was fully expecting that sort of fallout and it didn't come so but I'm still damaged let's be real here I am it has turned me into an absolute commitment phobe which means that I either have to learn to reject people easier or I just need to stop dating for like I don't know the next 30 years of my life Okay, so those are your only two options. I don't know. I'm also a massive commitment phobe and I have no actual reason for it, so... No, you, do, you definitely do. You won't just become a commitment phobe. It's like psychology is definitely like, there's a reason. Yeah, but I've no, like... You can't prior, tell what it is. Uh, like, there's no relationship yeah. that, like, caused it in me. It's just... It's it's a dire fear of being... Like, having like having someone else have the amount of power to hurt me or to make me look like a fool. Where that stems from, I don't know. But, like, that's roughly how it can be summarized um but you just gotta take it step by step is what i've discovered and also creating a lot of your own boundaries which i find to be important yeah definitely it's really hard to oh i just realized someone ghosted me while we we're moving through this conversation <laughs> what <laughs> like right now has just ghosted you no not like right now just ghosted me like when do you count the beginning of the ghost? Is it from the last Ooh, message that you sent? I think sent? it's the last message. But then they've ghosted me for like a week. I just didn't even notice. That's probably a good sign if I yeah. didn't even care. Yeah, yeah no, I would fair. say. Yeah, how long? Like at what point? So you sent a message. At what point are we classifying it as ghosting? Or maybe he sent a message and I forgot to respond. You are the ghost here, you <laughs> fucking spooky ass bitch. I keep going to the river to pray. Cause I need Wow, I was so far away from the chorus. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this is gonna take a while for you to get but to the fair ghost? <laughs> Alexa, play Ella Henderson ghost. <laughs> there we go. Um So what about other types of rejection? Because we we were like we were like, we're definitely not just gonna talk about <laughs> our feelings surrounding rejecting romantic things and sex things. But that's what we did. Um but nothing feels as bad as those ones, does it? I like, don't think so. A friendship rejection? Ow. But I that happens mostly when second, second like, to yeah. it. Like, I think the relationship one really is the biggest one. Like, they're always the ones that stay with me the most. Like, Sames. I've been rejected with work. Like, I was telling Lucy earlier, we were trying to think of, like, profesh- professional rejection and, like, rejection in the workplace and stuff. And that I had one when I used to work at a cafe when I was in college. And they never actually fired me they just kind of stopped like calling me in for shifts which was fine if if which, right so that, that's kind of like a thing that cafes do apart from then like I grew up in a small town so there's not many cafes and my parents really liked this cafe so we'd go for breakfast every weekend and they would tell me to my face oh yeah don't worry we'll get you in next week oh yeah like it was just a continual and I was like no I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm fired my parents were like no they said they said they'll have you in next week I was like no, I'm pretty sure I got fired, 
insane. Yeah. That is, oh no, I don't like that. No, I mean, like, I really hate when you go for a job interview and you don't get a message to say that you didn't get, or like a, you didn't get through to the next round or you weren't successful. Yeah. What happened, I remember I was, when I was looking for work last October, uh, I interviewed for two jobs. Uh, one was teaching and one would have been more customer care for a French speaking team. And the customer care one was my priority was the one that I wanted because it was just it was going to pay more and at that point I was like I'm trying to save up for a car like I need more money teaching as much as I love it doesn't pay at all Mm -hmm. so I interviewed uh, on the same day for both jobs I went from the teaching interview to the other interview Um, and for the French speaking one I had to do like a test, a role play, yeah, like because they're obviously testing your French. What kind of role play? Well, there was leather, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, and I had been upfront with the guy, with the director of the school, when he'd asked, you know, because I said I'm I'm going to another job interview. That one is the one that I want. He basically told me in the interview that I was like, well, I'd love to hire you, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to hear back from this place first. And he knows what like <laughs> the, the landscape is for people yeah. who are teaching, so he he was very understanding. And then when I went in for that interview with the other company, I was told in two days you'll find out. And I was like, great. And then in two days I got a call from the school who were like, do you know anything? And I was like, I'm still waiting to hear back. And then by the Thursday, the Friday, I hadn't heard anything. I had emailed the guy I had been in contact with for this very big company. Like yeah. they're not just like your random company just in someone's tiny room, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they're a huge company and I never heard anything back. And I was like, and I had told them that I was also, I have another job that's waiting for some, like, confirmation. Yeah. So I need to know, like, and if it's a no, that's fine, but I need to know, because then I would have taken that job. Um, and so that I really didn't appreciate, because it's not only rejection, but it's a massive lack of respect. Like, there are people yeah. who are looking for money. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to earn money, I'm trying to earn a living, I'm trying to figure out my life. And it took time out of my day to come to see you, like, and you've just completely wasted my time. And it was very irritating. Completely agree. And I feel I feel like you have to be able to reject people really respectfully. Um, even if it's an email. Look, I prefer a slightly more detailed email. But I understand if there is a huge number of applicants, that's it. That's how it be. Uh, the only time I've properly gotten like rejected for a job I really wanted was um, a little while ago. I applied for a job in a career that I'd really like to do. Um, and I was really excited. So I put loads of time into the CV and stuff. And I'd kind of pump myself up for it. I was gearing up to to at least have an interview and then I didn't even get a first interview. I was quite like, do you know, I believe with, I wish I could feel this way about romantic rejection, but with in my career, I'm a bit like, what's for you won't pass you. If you give something your all, which I did with my application and my CV, I was really relentless about the way I put it together. I'm one of those bitches who makes a new CV and cover letter for everything. That's who I am. Um, so if that wasn't good enough for them, I obviously wasn't right for the job. That's the thing. Like, the thing about companies is that companies will weigh up everything. A fella or a mop. <laughs> Maybe they're not thinking about it properly. They don't think straight. But I think also, I see, I don't see it as, like, you're not good enough for them. It's just you're not the right fit. And I'm now able to have that opinion as well in, like, ro- like romance. Like, when I get rejected by people, it's not... They're not rejecting you as a person and saying you're shit. They're mm-hmm. just saying that this isn't what's right for me but I disagree I that's why I get really angry about this that I'm like they're like I don't think we'd work out and I was like you don't even know you don't know if we'd work out you didn't even give it a go I can but ha- sometimes you know no I disagree I, know. I think you can know and like, yes I but I get across that you know when you really think you have you know when you think there's a vibe 
Yes. Yeah. It's, I feel weird. I'm kind of like, why is it that I feel like we get on really well and that would be something great, but you don't? It just doesn't make sense to me. But you can have, so like, personally, I can have a really good vibe with people, but there's like certain things that I also know in my heart that I need. Like, I need to be able to have like a very in-depth political discussion with somebody. And if someone's not interested in that at all, then we can like have a free vibe, but it's not going to progress yeah, because that's anywhere. something that I just need to sustain mm-hmm. me. You know? Do you know what I want from romantic rejections? I want them to do what I do. You know, if you get to like a first interview stage and they send you an email being like, these are the reasons you're not a good fit. I want them to send me an email and go, I don't think this would work between us because, and then either point out the flaws of mine they don't like or what would be a problem for us for a couple, for us as a couple. And then I could go, do you know what? Fair. Um... I got one of those, if you can remember. That's true. Well, <laughs> now that I put it into that context, I'm not so mad at that. I basically got one of those. Um, a very, 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 very long WhatsApp message. I had to press read more. Twice. Um, that basically detailed, not what's wrong with me, because I'm perfect, obviously, but why it wouldn't work and where that person was. And... Well, now I kind of am able to see, like, I kind of am able to appreciate it. Be like, okay, look, well, at least they went to the bother of writing a fucking thesis to dump me or, well, reject me. Um, It was shit. I didn't like reading it because the more I read it, the more I was like, is this just a roundabout way of them being like, oh, I just don't really like you, but I'm going to try and be nice. I don't know. I look, I didn't like how it was phrased. But I think it was very respectful of you in that he kind of did give you a... It was. An I exit can, interview. I can kind of... Exit <laughs> interview. I had a great time, but, you know, cool the beans. <laughs> had a great time. Cool the beans. But chill also, the beans, cool the what beans. was it like to date me so I can take that experience <laughs> forward? Um, no, it was. It was a nice... It was just nice to know, like, everything. And it wasn't... At least he didn't ghost me, you know? At least he actually wrote yeah, me he didn't a ghost very long you. essay. It was, very long. it was so very long. It was so long. <laughs> and we, we joked about getting it as a huge tattoo down the backs of our bodies. It was very long. But I, 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 I appreciate it now. Now I do. At the time I didn't really. But now I do. I appreciate the thought. Yeah. I don't appreciate the execution. No. like Agreed. Like It had too many like colloquialisms to be a serious way yeah. of rejecting someone. Yeah. I don't know. I think I still will get it like a decal on my wall or something. I don't know. I Who knows? <laughs> Merch. Merch. <laughs> I feel Merch. like maybe... If we get 2,000 Instagram followers, I will make t-shirts with the rejection letter on them. If we get 10,000, I'll get the whole thing on my back. <laughs> okay, by the end of 2019, let's give it a good <laughs> off point. I'll be like 40 and be like, oh, fuck. I can't even still use WhatsApp anymore. Um, I feel like we should actually try to outdo him next time we have to do the Jackson and be like so bruh so I don't know IDK IDK (laughs) it was just a lot of no I'm not becoming visco girls I really want to be a visco girl Um, but I'd rather not no (laughs) but like yeah even though um, that was a nice thing I think with those romantic ones and it's why I have a harder time getting over those than any other ones is because no matter what the person says and even in this rejection thesis he did say a lot, like, it's nothing to do with you. It is completely me. And he outlined the reasons why. I still, and kind of still a little bit now, can't get over the fact that maybe it was me. Like, I just can't help and think that I did something wrong or I wasn't good enough. And but I think it's always romantic ones for me. I agree. You're kind of shit. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I think, because I definitely, 
that would have been a big part of like why I wouldn't have ever ever made a move on someone because I would have been like terrified of being rejected and that they would be rejecting me and I think a lot of the time I was confident enough that my personality was not going to be the reason but I was just convinced that it was because people wouldn't find me physically attractive um and so which is insane because I'm so beautiful <laughs> but like like you're the way you view people is so subjective and everyone has their own opinion and yeah. um, like one of my best friends like every man that she's ever been like seriously interested in I can appreciate that they're good looking men but I would have just never been into them mm-hmm. like it's just so different for each person and so I think I need to apply the kindness that I give to others in that respect in that regard like I would never assume that someone would be like interested or whatever and I need to just apply that to myself and be like it's fine if someone doesn't find you attractive it's not because you are not attractive I agree but I also think you're allowed to be really angry and force them to tell you why I don't think you can <laughs> I do not nobody also, please date Lucy or if you do you're gonna so- please fucking marry her because <laughs> otherwise you are gonna be I don't know tortured for a confession or something no to be genuine I've been rejected so much like I, I only mentioned two stories but I always shoot my shot aren't I good for that yeah, you I'm do. really jealous of your ability to do that. Yeah, uh, It's because I've been rejected so much that I'm not really that afraid of it anymore. So if someone uh-huh. goes... And also, do you know what? Because I have shooted my shot, people are... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to use that phrase forever. Because I shooted my shoot. <laughs> shoot, boop, de, boop, boop. Um, people are usually either impressed by... <laughs> scoopity poop. Because I'm happy to skeet my scoot, people are impressed by my confidence and it actually works out in my favour. But to be honest, I get a first date. It's kind of like... Okay, in the job I currently had, my dad was friends with someone who um, would know people in the company. And he was like, I can get you an interview, but you have to nail the interview. Although, like, obviously I can't get you a job. And I was like, totally fair. Um, I got the interview regardless, apparently. So that's fine. But it's the same thing. Being really confident will get you a first date. You gotta, it's from then on that you can still be rejected. But I have a theory. And I've spoken about this with many, many women. Is this the the theory about... Me and white people will go on a first date with me. Is it because they feel sorry for me? <laughs> no. Sorry. I think men think they want confident women, and then when they actually have them, they're like, "Oh, what? You have opinions and want to run the show and run." I think that's a huge part of it. I think so many guys are like, "Yeah, confident woman knows what she wants, yada yada, perfect." And then when actually are faced with it, they're like, "But I'm the man." It's so true, and I would always be very attracted to confident men, yeah. and the last thing they want is a confident woman. Yeah, they want someone who's they're like I want someone who's feisty and fiery and honestly no matter whether it's like just a brief yoke or it's a super casual thing or a fling or whatever the person that they that they end up involved with after me is always someone who's a lot quieter um, so that's just something to think about if if you're looking for if you've just had a quiet girl and you're looking for a loud mouthed woman who'll tell you her opinions all the time slide Email into the DMs us. of any of us <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> We have a brand. <laughs> we are making it work. We've spoken a lot about uh, rejection from people that we know, like when you're seeing somebody or you're already friends or whatever. But what about when someone just sort of shoots their shot and you don't know them? Then you're in the street or you're in a bar or something like that and you want to reject them. But as women, there tends to be a little bit of fear. It's absolutely justified in... My experiences, especially as a woman in my younger 20s, I definitely had a bunch of men call me every name under the sun when I rejected them very politely, where they'd be like, uh, actually, no, see, that type of man never really comes up to you and goes, hi, my name is, they'll like grab your bum or something and then look at you. You're like, what? Yeah. What? What are you yeah. supposed to do? There's different types of 
because there's definitely been times when people have come up and very nicely been like hey I want to get to know you and that's ended nice and there that's fine but there is this subsection of mainly men who will just aggressively pursue you um to the point where like you have to be like I have a boyfriend or I have a girlfriend I pretend that one of your female friends is actually someone that you're with or one of your male friends is someone that you're with just so they'll go away there's people out there who just will not take no for an answer sometimes and that's where it gets really dicey mm. And then that, that's such bullshit because you're like, you respect the ownership of someone else over my yeah. own no. So I, like, when I was like 19, I think I stopped, I just flatly stopped telling people I was in a relationship to reject them. Now I still say it if I really sense danger, like yeah. that someone could actually get aggressive or it could escalate. That's the only time that I sort of use it. But otherwise I'm like, no, I'm, you have to learn that you, me saying no is enough and should always be enough. Mm-hmm. And I've just had some really sketchy situations, mainly in Paris, where people would just be so persistent and they would ask and ask and ask and ask and get heated. And you're just sort of standing there and being like, I have to navigate and make sure that you perceive me as friendly enough mm-hmm. or maybe that I'm not really rejecting you and then just trying to, to get away. Yeah. And it's terrifying <laughs> it's like the, um, that YouTube video of this guy who like follows I don't know if he follows her to the car but he's like leaning in the car window and she's like no no and then finally she's like oh I got a boyfriend and he's kind of like so and he's like oh he's killed people and he's like oh okay bye okay <laughs> I'm gone it's like you literally have to tell someone that your boyfriend's a murderer to get them to leave you alone what yeah Why? Well, what like what kind of approach do you guys take for me, back in the past, I used to, yeah, I used to just pull the girlfriend-boyfriend card mm-hmm. when I was really young. So maybe let's put that at 17. Then I moved on to the same thing that you did, where I was like, no, I will, I'm going to firmly reject you, where I'd be like, I'd be like, do you know what? It, like, they'd be like, blah, blah, blah. And they'd hit on me. And whether it was polite or impolite, I'd kind of go, thank you. I am, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. Majority of the time, this is taken badly. A few times I had people be like, okay, thank you. And I was like, well, thank you. And then I was like, actually, come back. I fancy you. <laughs> you were very nice. Quiet. Yeah. You're actually a better man than I thought. But a lot of the time I had people call me a whore, mm. a bitch. Sometimes they turn around and go, you're not that good looking anyway. And I'd be like... That one. Yeah. yeah. Just never understood it. But I think when, you, when you're rejecting somebody, regardless of who you're rejecting, saying thank you is so important. Yeah. Because like they've done yeah. something like... That's kind they of put themselves you know, out there, there you know, yeah, I want the same, like. Right, so just like a thank you, like, I'm flattered, however, and I, up until that point, I feel perfectly fine, but it's the minute that someone's like, oh, go on, that's where, like, Yeah, like, when they start to push. Because it's not that they're like, it's not that they're asking you out, that's not the thing that's scary, it's the fact that they don't recognise your boundaries. Yeah. That they have, like, you've said something, and they've ignored it, mm-hmm. and are, like, pushing to put you in a situation where you're like uncomfortable and you don't want to. And that's the thing that I find really like terrifying. And then the same thing, like people just yell, like I've been called a slut, been called a whore, been told, I've been told that I should die. Like, Jeez. and that's people just yelling at you in the street. But we should all die for the planet. True. There's a note. But then I moved on to personally, after that phase, because of all that hatred that you're talking about, the vitriol towards rejecting people, I moved to different techniques. So now as a grown adult, this is what I do. 
and don't make fun of me or call me mean because this works the best so it means I can spend all my time with my friends on nights out which is what I want to do now I don't even really want to be hit on yeah yeah that's what it's about I'm here to spend time with my gals and sometimes hotties will hit on me and I'll be like I'm here to spend time with my gals and I'm like but here's my Instagram handle <laughs> Um, but yeah I was recently in a large bar which allowed me to do this where guys kept hitting on me and I kept going oh my god do you know what I just have to meet my friend I'll see you downstairs and then I'd scoot off rapidly and never see them again <laughs> I'd be, they'd be like you're so hot and I'd be like you're so hot too like I was really going for it I was like you're so hot too and he'd be like can I get you a drink and I'd be like absolutely meet you at the bar downstairs and then I'd be like talk to you <laughs> it works oh, out good, really good. well and I also did something at Pride this year um, someone hit on me and I was kind of with someone at the time but but I also have attractive friends and housemates. So I introduced <laughs> them. I, I was like, but I have a really hot housemate and introduced her to Ash. And then those two hit it off. Uh, yeah, and then that ended so badly because she's a fucking crazy woman. Not a crazy woman. We went on one date. One date. She seemed like a nice girl when she hit on me. She, we went you on one do. date. Yeah. And then she, her expectations went. I think she thought we were married. Legally married. How After many, this one date. How many dates did you go on with One that, date. With that guy that you were upset about? Oh, fuck off. Okay, that was different. I didn't reject her. I... No, I'm okay. Maybe did you I ghost did. her? No, I didn't ghost her. I did say that I... No, yeah, I did reject her. But in a very nice way. And it wasn't an essay. It was just a small sentence. And then... Your she, shit. She took it very well. And then... Peace out, A-Town. <laughs> later on, she just went crazy at me. For no reason. Because none of us have ever done that. Exactly. <laughs> Mother Teresa. <laughs> Pot kettle. <laughs> I'm fucking leaving this podcast. I'm out of here. Fucking mic drop. But yeah, I actually recommend that you either, if it's strangers in a bar, confuse them and run away. Mm. Like, like, um, uh, a wild... Spruders. What? I don't know what I was trying to say. Spruders. <laughs> Um, like when you're in a Pokemon battle and it's like oh the Pokemon got startled and you're the Pokemon so you flee then you're never going to see that Pokemon again yeah, mm. yeah. I think that's a, that's a good way you know no one's hurt if it's a busy bar they can just be like oh god never saw her again yes it's actually it's perfect and it means you have more time to spend with your friends and then if it's someone you know be direct with them tell them the truth honestly um, the sooner that you reject them the better so don't let them think that you have feelings for them I remember I had a situation where it was someone that I knew but hit on me the way someone at a bar would. We were at a house party and not even a house party. We were having drinks in someone's house, but you could not have classified as a house party. I, I think I had stopped drinking at this point. So I, yes, I had stopped drinking. I wasn't drinking. So I was sober for this entire interaction. And he was very drunk. We were outside. There was a group of us, um, because people were smoking and we were all chatting and then everyone else went in and it was just him and I and he was like having a conversation with me that did not make any sense about how he wants to leave Ireland and yada yada and he was telling me he had plans to go do something somewhere and I was like great this all sounds fantastic and then he just kind of went oh, and like looked at me in a way that like men look at you in a bar when they're like mm-hmm. I'm super sexy and this look is gonna get you <laughs> and I was just like oh god what's gonna come and he was like really would like to shift you oh Jesus <laughs> and I, shift my response you. was I'd rather you didn't <laughs> and then he was like oh and I was like but, like thank you but just no. no then I went inside so like that interaction is it's fine it's whatever yeah. went inside and then he proceeded to get so weird one of our friends 
um, only has one testicle as a prosthetic. Just testicle. make sure not to make fun of them because, as we've learned, the one bald, not like the other girl listener community, is the angriest. <laughs> but so this friend has a habit, or at least did, I don't know if he still does anymore, of taking out the fake ball to, to show people or to be like, touch it. Yeah. Um, Wait. Yeah. I know this friend. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, when, when he was drunk. Uh, I mean, this was hopefully not when he's sober. <laughs> well, would you be surprised? Um, this was happening in the in the like in the kitchen. There's like a big group of us. I was the only girl, and there was about six guys. And then as it was happening, we were all taking like we we're all pissing ourselves laughing. And then the first guy was like standing just off and behind the current person who had their balls out. Proceeded to take his own balls out and yell at me. <laughs> what? To be like, don't look at that guy. Look at me. And I was just like, what the hell? Oh my god. And then god. sat beside me and maintained very intense eye With contact. With his balls still out. No, balls in <laughs> Oh my god, that is horrific. And then like, was trying to engage me in conversation and was getting more and more like, angry. And so it got to the point where I was like, I want to go home. Yeah. But if I leave, he's going to leave with me because we live along the same road. Yeah. And I don't want to be alone with this person. So I had to wait for him to leave. So eventually he does. He gets up and he kind of just storms out. And as soon as he's gone, the door closes. And like two of the other guys just turned to me and they were like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> they did the whole thing. <laughs> they like experienced the exact same thing as I did. And I was like, I don't know. But it was so bizarre. That's have seen him since. We have not spoken about it. Okay. I don't know if he'd remember much. That's really That is strange. Intriguing. That's fucking, no, that's just fucked up. Like, what? I, I like that he... My favourite part is when he whips out his own balls. And you then know, he's like, Julia! <laughs> which is just a gross misunderstanding of the kind of person that I am. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I was like, this is not how you like, win okay. me over. So this I is how you win me over. <laughs> yeah. I asked her to shift me. She said no. So therefore, balls out. There we go. Always balls out. It's never balls out. Never. The answer, unless someone goes, hey, I'd be really into you if you're doing your balls out. The answer is not balls out. Yeah, it's never. Mm-mm. Never balls never. out. Balls, I'm so not interested in balls. I'm just not. Like, uh, they serve a purpose. I'm not mad at them. I'm very indifferent. It's just, it's not the thing that's going to like hook you in. If someone has really big ones, maybe. <laughs> and they just whip them out in a kitchen. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, <laughs> look at me, not at him. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> If we had discussed this beforehand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, any other tips for anyone who might feel like they're in danger when rejecting someone? Um, If you see someone, this is a very genuine technique. If you see someone who's making intense eye con- contact with you um, and is staring at you or is maybe um, following you around to stick with a friend, mm. stick with someone, mm-hmm. stick with a stranger. Uh, women are great. And men. I've actually... And men, Mm -hmm. women and men are great. If you look like you're in danger, you can go up to someone, give them a big hug and go like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. And then whisper in their ear, just like one sec. And then most people will be totally fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they'll be helpful. Just don't put yourself in a situation where this person can corner you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stay out in the open, stay in public. Yeah. Uh, If you see someone where you think that situation might be happening, don't like just get involved like yeah. don't and I mean like obviously you know you have to stay safe as well but if it's if it's a case going like oh my god hi like I haven't seen you in ages I'm just kind of saving the person saving the, the person from that yeah. situation they'll know immediately what you're doing and if you've read the situation wrong they'll just laugh it off yeah yeah like it's you know you're trying to we're trying to keep each other safe here ultimately another tip is to go up to the bar yeah 
Go up to the bar and tell them what's happening. No, not even. If you just go up to the bar, the bartender will see what's happening. Oh, smart. Yeah. And most bartenders aren't actually assholes. Like when I worked in bars, if I saw someone hitting on a woman, I'd help. Mm. To the extent that I could, which is hard when you work at a bar and you're in hospitality. Um, I've had people do the same for me as well. Um, I've had women come up and be like, be like, oh my God, babe, I haven't seen you in so long. And I'm like, wow, you're my girlfriend now. And that's how she got married. Yeah. <laughs> And that bitch rejects me some other time. <laughs> and now we observe the Mantelis, a time in which we recognise the times that bad men do bad things. <laughs> My Mantelis for this week is uh, a throwback to when I was seeing this guy um, in college. And we were kind of on and on again, off again. He was kind of seeing this girl sometimes and then I'd get jealous and blah, blah, blah. But that's beside the point. I was not the problematic one here, I swear. Um, and when I, we finally decided like, okay, this isn't working. Well, I decided that wasn't working. Went over to his house and I very politely rejected him. I was like, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And so him knowing that I was a season behind on The Walking Dead. Also, this is when The Walking Dead was still good and cool. Ruins the whole fucking thing for me. Like, tells me every single plot point that happens in the season that I am behind. I just stood there and was like, fuck you, and walked out the door. Such a dick move. (laughs) I was like, that's so petty. Like, I get it. I would probably do the same thing. (laughs) But fuck you. My Mandalus this week is again towards um, a little girl rather than a man. (laughs) <laughs> so this is the little girl who really didn't like me and when I was like okay so very certain it was my it was my seventh birthday so it's my seventh birthday my parents are like do you know what's cool right now I'm like what guys and they're like go-karting I'm like oh absolutely on board so we're gonna book go-karting this is the Celtic Tiger and we're like comfortable so we're gonna book go-karting for like 12 kids and pay for it that's expensive mm-hmm. I can't have birthday parties like that um, that's not my 50th where everyone's bringing their own food <laughs> so we we I'm gonna go go karting and invite everyone from my year well not everyone from my year but like I invite my select friend no I think I invite the whole goddamn class anyway so this girl goes around telling everybody that her brother was in a go karting accident and he broke his arm and that nobody should go to my birthday so that was really upsetting and then people went against her word and some of them came to my birthday anyway then some of them didn't um, but fuck that little bitch. How dare she reject me like that? This sounds like a fucking war or something. It was really mean. Why did she do mm. that? She didn't like me. She never liked me. It was really handy for her that it was my birthday where the go-karting happened. Was she invited? Yeah. Oh. That's so rude. I invited everyone. She ruined my birthday. At least some people crossed the picket line. Yeah, people did cross <laughs> the picket line. That's a nice way of putting it. Okay, settle in. <laughs> my Mangelis this week is one of my favourite stories. This is the, one of the funniest things that has ever happened to me. Um, quick trigger warning that it does discuss things about um, sexual violence, but not nothing graphic happens, but it is part of the topic. And I need to reiterate that this person, I'm still like, have a very fond spot in my heart, despite probably not, like I shouldn't have after this situation. But this is one of the funniest things ever. So, <clears throat> I was at a party. I was coming home from said party. It was about 2am. And I was walking home with a person who lives in my uh, estate. And as we are walking, we were talking about just lots of different things. And we got on the topic about <laughs> what it's like. <laughs> Lucy knows the story. What it's like 
to be a woman and walking home at night um specifically what do we fear Mm -hmm. and so i threw it out to him i was like look if you know there's two guys walk around the corner like what do you think and he was like honestly nothing and this guy is like fairly like built he's a Mm -hmm. like a big lad like no one's really going to start anything on him he doesn't look like someone that like you just pick on for no fun like he looks like he can handle himself so no one's going near him um and i was like right well for me i immediately go into who lives nearest if i have to run like where are my keys are they between my fingers like where will i jump over what wall yada 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 Mm -hmm. like i'm going through all of the different plans of how to get out and he's like i had no idea I was like, yeah, well, this is a very real thing to fear is like sexual violence mm-hmm. um, and like being raped and stuff like that. Like that's something that I know I know people who've experienced it and I'm always terrified that's what I'm going to experience. And it's just like the reality of being a woman. So very respectful conversation. He's very like responsive, listens to mm-hmm. all this. We arrive in the estate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We arrive in the estate and I have to go through a... um archway an archway thank you through an archway to get home and he lives down a different road so yeah. we're like splitting up at this point so okay. we give each other a hook goodbye again it's 2 3 a.m at this point so it is dark <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> say goodbye off we go and i walk through the archway get through the archway i'm in the next part of the estate and all of a sudden I hear footsteps behind me <laughs> and i'm like oh shit and i turn around and it's him like ducking behind cars. What? Because he was going to try and scare me after oh I had this God. conversation where I was like, it's really scary being a woman walking at night. I couldn't believe it. He catches up to me and I was like, what the fuck? He grabs my arm and then in order to mitigate the real shit thing he's just done, he decides to go, I'll just shift me. What? <laughs> Wait, what? At which point I pull my arm away and I'm like, goodbye, I'll see you later. And I leave. Now, I need to also, like, the next part of that story is that I left being like, fuck, am I now going to have to play this off as a joke or will I have the space where I can kind of go, this was a really shitty thing that you did. Yeah. Um, and then didn't talk to him, didn't see anybody for about a week. The next week was going to another house party where two other of our friends were picking me up. Mm-hmm. As soon as I got into the car, they were about like, did this person actually do what he said he did they're like we need to hear the story from you because we think he might be lying about stuff Mm -hmm. and i told them the full story and they're like no it matches so the first thing he he said that he went home sat in his bed for about half an hour i was like oh my god what have i just done then told all of our friends being like i'm a fucking idiot he put it in a group chat yeah like fully just like this is what i've done i can't remember the next day i got a message i can't remember if it was off you or off one of our i think i got a message from a bunch of people because everyone knows that i'm your number one i'm your your number one judy so they were like oh my god this person pretended to rape julia (laughs) and then we got to the party he was there the minute i walked in he was like i'm so sorry and it regularly comes up well, they've all moved out of the country, but like mm-hmm. when we were all seeing each other, it still would regularly come up and he was always apologetic and all of our friends were also always like, that was the most ridiculous thing that you could have ever done. That's so funny. It's by far <sighs> the most ridiculous thing that anyone's ever done that we it's, know. I just it's like, insane! It's insane. <laughs> what goes to people's head that they're like, okay, we've just had this entire talk about feeling safe as a woman. Do you know what I'll do? I'll sneak up behind her and then when things go south, I'll just be like, ah, oh, just shift me. Like <laughs> He put in the group, honestly, I remember the things he was saying at the time. He was like, I can't believe I've done this. I like how he just went home and sat on his bed and was like, oh fuck, He questioned all done? of his decisions. He was genuinely unwell. The next day he was asking me about it as well, I think. Oh really? Yeah, and he was, like, oh, he was like, will things be okay? And I'm like, mate, I'm not sure. <laughs> but once I got the apology and knew that he I genuinely know. was sorry, yeah. I felt okay about it. Now, 
that doesn't mean that everybody would be because it's a pretty yeah. like horrific thing to do. Yeah, but we know him, but he's not a bad guy. <laughs> no, he just yeah. makes choices. No, he he realised what he did and he realised he didn't have to be told. Like He just instantly knew like, fuck, I fucked up. Yeah, I didn't have to explain anything. He was just like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And has just consistently apologised for forever. Um, so that was that my is hilarious. Oh my god! Shout out to that situation. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for another week. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, we're at Not Like the Other Girls Pod. On Twitter, we're at NLTOG underscore podcast. And please email us. <laughs> we're sorry for being so rude, but Ash really has nothing to do. <laughs> and that's at uh, Not Like the Other Girls Pod at gmail dot com. Uh, join us next week when we are running from our friends if you liked this episode we request that you follow and review us because we'd love to share the love and we're always going to be working on our sound quality because we're kind of new um, and we do this in our free time and we hope you like it because we're really proud of it Where did I put it? <laughs> I'm going to put it in the bin. I just forgot to take it with me. Was it just on the ground? Yeah, it was in the bin. That's disgusting. Water pump. Shut up. Water pump. Water. What her pump. Ha. Water pump. <laughs> what her pump. Pump water. <laughs> Cynthia. <laughs>